0: Welcome back. Welcome for the first time. It is I, your host, Ryan Westa with Neander Talk Podcast. Thank you all for joining me. I appreciate you. I've got a really, really good episode. I say that all the time. I must really like my podcast or something. We got Toriano Porter. Uh, it's a privilege. It really is a privilege to know this guy. Uh, I did a podcast, an episode with him months ago. Somehow the file got corrupt and screwed up, and I lost it all. It was a great conversation. I love the first conversations I get with people. It's just always, I don't know, I just like that. I mean, I always like second ones and third ones, too, but that first one, there's always something a little magical about that. And so I had him back to, do, to run it back, do it again, because I really like his message, and I love his book. I've read it now like three times. And, um, and so I had him back, and it was, it was great. It was awesome. Uh, I like this guy I'm going to give you uh, I have his audio book here Toriano Porter The Five People You Meet in the Hood Before You Die um, Before You Get to Heaven I'm sorry The five eh, I've read it three times I don't even know the full tell, Sorry Toriano The Five People You Meet in the Hood Before You Get to Heaven uh, And check this out And then um, Yeah I'm going to play the introduction Of his own audiobook And then we'll get right into the episode Um Oh, uh, let's care, take care of business. You guys love that, right? You love hearing about how I would love, like for you to go to my Patreon.com slash NeanderTalk podcast and donate as a little as a dollar a month. What do you get for that dollar a month? Well, you get all the video episodes. If you want to do- donate $5 a month, um, you know, you get a little magnet, a cool magnet uh, with the, you know, the Neander Club magnet and you get extra podcasts, extra content that nobody else gets and the video version, and, um, and you're supporting me. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm going to play us out here with this little introduction. Toriano Porter, th- this dude's amazing. Uh, you guys are going to like him. I know I do.
1: Between February 22, 2008, and September 28, 2009, my world was rocked. First, my best friend I'm nearly 23 years was gunned down in cold blood in North St. Louis. He was 33. The next year, my closest friend from high school took his own life at age 35. One day later, my son's older half-brother died at 19 from gunshot wounds. Less than four months passed before my 16-year-old son met a similar fate. Two days before my firstborn was murdered, my stepmother lost a courageous battle to breast cancer that eventually spread to her brain. Five deaths in less than two years, four of them in the same year, two violently. Two died within days of each other. That happened twice. I've often spoken the
0: challenges episode 181 Toriano Porter check out his book you can buy it of course anywhere anywhere you guys are smart enough if you found this up ep- this podcast you can find his book and uh, I got mine at audible.com if you sign up there usually you can get like one free month or something to get free uh, like one free download and then just cancel uh, it's worth it it's a great book it's really easy to listen to um, and it's not like crazy long it's like a really good podcast. Speaking of really good podcast, here we go. Episode one hundred and eighty-one, Neander Talk Podcast. Toriano Porter and Ryan Wester. Boom, Sherlock. Boom. Welcome to the Inner Talk Podcast. will no topic is off limits. Now here's your host, my daddy, and Roy Soul. Thank you for coming to the Inner Talk pot- Podcast. Boom, Sherlock. Boom. In three. Two, one. Welcome back, but welcome for the first time for everybody else, <laughs> Mr. Toriano Porter. Yes, sir. I'm yes. back. The five people you meet in heaven. No, gosh darn it. The five people you meet in the hood
1: before you. Go to heaven. The author, producer, writer, and narrator of the five people you meet in the hood before you get to heaven, man. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
0: well, I'll be honest with you. I, when I first had you on a while ago, it was, what was when, when were you first on? A couple months ago? Man, it
1: was a few months
0: ago. A few months ago. Yeah. I listened to the book like two and a half, three times. Wow. And then I hadn't listened to it again since. I was going to yesterday but ended up getting sucked into some other conversation on a podcast at work. Um, so I remember a lot of it, but not everything about it. Yeah, absolutely. So forgive me on some of
1: it. No problem, man. But
0: I love that you did it yourself, that you no did the uh, the reading
1: for it. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, The Five People You Meet in the Hood Before You Get to Heaven is my first audio book. I uh, recorded it in December of 2021. Last year, I decided I wanted to kind of, uh, take my storytelling to a different, um, you know, I guess level, and part of that uh, leveling up is uh, putting out an audio book. I was inspired by two books, uh, audio books, Matthew McConaughey's and actually Will, Will Smith. <laughs> this That's was pre right. pre Oscar <laughs> slap, <laughs> Will Smith, right? And so, you know, I was kind of motivated by those two guys. So I decided to book some studio time, man. I went in and I murdered that mic, man. I I feel really really good about the project. It was
0: awesome. I love it. I love when somebody, you, I love when the author reads their own book. Yeah, yeah. A I, lot of times. I
1: couldn't, you know, I couldn't bring myself to, you know, budget-wise anyway, but I'm not going to um, hire a narrator when I know I can bring those words to life. I wrote those words. Right, you, you know, know, know where to put the
0: inflections and, and where and all it, all of it Yeah, in. I
1: mean, it was so natural for me. It so. came, it,
0: and it came through. What I really liked about it is for anyone out there listening, I, I highly suggest the audio i don't know if you how you care how people consume
1: it as long as they get it listen for people to even understand uh who or what you're talking about allow me to introduce myself my name is toriano porter i'm a writer here in the kansas city area i i know this is a nationwide show but i'm an opinion writer for the kansas city stars editorial board worldwide baby worldwide Worldwide, baby i got two percent of my people are in uh, Great Britain. There you go. Let me put some respect <laughs> on your show, man. Neanderthal Talk, baby. Thanks for having me. But no, just Toriano Porter. I'm a writer, reporter, opinion journalist, all of that uh, wrapped into one. But in my creative space, I have written uh, a few books. But my latest is uh, my first audio book. And Like I said before, The Five People You Meet in the Hood Before You Get to Heaven. Five personal essays about the five people closest to me that I lost within a 19-month span. It's kind of my way of just remembering them, but also uh, empowering myself to go through that grieving process. And it's been wonderful. But <coughs> it's available on Audible.com. And uh, everything else that I've written or wrote is available on Amazon.com. or uh, You can also visit my website, TorianoPorter.com. So I'll just get those plugs out Hell the yeah. way right now.
0: Get it out of there. Yeah. Um, I got a question with you you say that you did it kind of like kind of like a healing process kind of and like to keep keep the memories alive with talking with, with the track it's it, cuz it's a tragedy like you can mm. go over it and, and it sounds like you've probably talked about it so much mm. you can kind of like here's what it is here's mm. the bang 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 mm. and it's almost like do you lose some of the person personality not the personality but the personal connection with it when you do it like that? Or is
1: it still like no no okay. cuz for me when I wrote these stories, because before I did the audio book, I actually did, a, did, did an e-book. So I wrote these stories. As I was writing these stories, man, it was just me and my pen. And me and my pen got intimate with these uh, memories of my loved ones. So again, for me, it was empowering. And anytime I get a chance to talk about my son, or my man. best friend, oh. or my other best friend, or my stepmom, or my stepson, right? it's, it's empowering to me. Okay, so it, the, the light never hmm. dims. Because honestly, man, I really feel like this if I'm not talking about them nobody really will. I have a platform, I have a voice, and I have a talent and unfortunately or fortunately God placed this talent on me. I don't know how you do it. I it's yeah, I it's
0: is it's I don't know. I don't know. It's it's to see it's really what's the right word? Not cool. But it's uh it's a privilege to know you and to know your story and just what you've become. Like how you've got yourself out from the hood in st louis (laughs) like the the rock like you know this isn't just some little oh you're on the other side of train tracks this is like you know dodging bullets and coffins left and right like losing people that are close to you through this shit yeah man
1: coming up in the 90s in st louis was a trip man and uh you know I, i try not to overstate it but i have to be real about my reality uh, yeah, how go, old are you? I'm 48 today. <laughs> I'm 48 years 48. old. 48, and I'm blessed. And the reason why I say I'm blessed is because A crack epidemic, man. You know? Trust me. Like it, that, you trust were in thick me. of it. Uh, trust me when I tell you, man. It it, 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 I can't even say close to home. It hit home.
2: Yeah, it hit
1: home. Right. Uh, it, it hit home. That's, that's it. It hit home. Um, mom, dad, and older brother all sold drugs. <laughs> they also cocaine. They also crack. Uh, my dad and my big brother older brother by two years they both went to the penitentiary for selling crack mom and dad used that shit man you know what i mean like my senior high school i'm coming home they didn't kicked in the house because my mom's selling that shit so how much cr- are crack. they selling we got kicked in bro but what well, i don't even know what that means i don't know if they're the, the, kicking uh, you in my, for an ounce well sh- sh- well i mean an ounce I, is a I, lot of I, and an ounce is a lot of coke i'll tell but. you this i'll tell you this my big brother did go to jeff for 13 years for an ounce of fucking crack but my mom was a drug kingpin, or queenpin, as I would say. I'm not making this up. That's I, what, I'm not saying <laughs> you would that's, be. <laughs> what, that's what the local newspaper called it. She's on the front page of the news when they kicked our house in. But, you know, this is what I grew up in. So when you grow up in these type of environments, uh, certain things come with that, uh, including uh, mm, 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 grit and toughness. Mm-hmm. So I was able to learn grit and toughness from my mom, my dad, my brother, just being a hustler and being able to take care of myself and my family. I've always wanted to uh, flip that shit and to do something positive. That's why my book, The Five People You Meet in the Hood Before You Get to Heaven, uh, I wanted to turn the premise of Hood on its head and make it a special place, a, a community. And I did, I did grow up in a community,
0: you know. You did a good job of doing that. You you didn't shy away from any of the, like the, the bad stuff, you know, quote unquote bad stuff, but mm-hmm. you did highlight that, like, this is home. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. this is like this is a community like mm-hmm. th- this is best friends like mm-hmm. I make connections like I love this person I don't care like we're, yeah I don't if we're doing this kind of drug and that kind of drug whatever
1: don't don't this
0: is just what we do this is real life yeah
1: yeah man I was so fortunate that my older brother and my best friend they were kind of like you know my dad was gone he was in the penitentiary so I didn't really have you know a father figure and so my older brother by just two years and my best friend who was who was actually six months and younger than I they were both what I would consider protectors. Mm-hmm. They were always like, "Hey man, you have something going on, even at 15, 16 years old. Like, you're going to do something with yourself, man. Um this is not for you." So I was fortunate that I had that, but as you know, I'm a reporter, so I've always been an observer and a storyteller. So it was only natural for me to write about what I witnessed. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not innocent in none of these things. I've participated in my fair share of things, right? (laughs) You know, my hands are dirty (laughs) in in a way. You know, never did anything. Not too dirty. right. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Never did anything that was gonna send me to the joint. You know, but you know, when you live in this environment and you're trying to survive. Um, you do what you got to do, and my hands got dirty a little bit, but not too much. I I just had enough worth all to know that I wanted to do something better with myself. And it, and then where I come from, I, I've seen it all too well. You end up dead, or in jail, or you end up hooked on um, um substance. So I never wanted any parts of that life. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: was there anything that because so many people do get trapped in it? Like, was there someone or something that just was like? I gotta I gotta get out I gotta do better than this. I gotta get out of here. Like, yeah, I know it's home and I love it, whatever. Yeah. I gotta get out of here. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, um so I moved uh from St. Louis more than once. Um went away to college at eighteen, uh, came back at twenty five, at twenty seven I left again, came back, and at thirty three I left again. Um um I was running. I, I was running. I was running from my what I would call my demons and my trauma. See, I didn't realize what it was until now. I'm 48. Now I, I can put a finger on it. At 30, 20, hell, 42, I couldn't put a finger on it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm
0: 42, and I'm trying to get my <laughs> finger on it. <laughs> you feel it. me? So, uh, it's a process. All yeah, right, so, yeah, so
1: so uh, I'm, you know, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm trauma, traumatized, you know. So I started losing, again, growing up in the 90s in South St. Louis, and then mom moving to North St. Louis, so... I'm having experience from both sides of town, and is Northside a nice? No, it's not. Okay, it's not. It's it's not. It's the an antithesis of nice. Oh, okay, <laughs> but uh, my best friend and my son both died in North St. Louis. Okay, it's not a nice place. Okay. It never has been, and I'm not disparaging North St. Louis because I have friends down there and I've I've traveled those streets, but it's this not is what it is. It's I didn't grow up in North St. Louis, okay. so to spend seven years of my life over there, being from South St. Louis, and we're very tribal there, and we're very segregated. Not even along race or uh, economics, but just tribalness. Like every block is different, every street is different, and so really, the, yes, man. And, and why? I, where did that start? Boy, oh my lord, man! I, I'm not a sociologist. <laughs> I don't know. I just know um, there's a tremendous amount of pride in where you're from. That's, that's universal. Down to the block though? Down to the block. Like I am from the 3400 block of Park Avenue in okay. South St. Louis so my, the name of my first book is called The Pride of Park Avenue right and so everything I do even at 48 years old everywhere I go is I represent my neighborhood. The 3400 block of Park Avenue right. Okay. So and I'm a I'm would what you consider a, I'm legit I'm a, I'm a 9 to 5 kind of guy you know just imagine the street life so if you if I have this much pride where I'm from as a uh, you know one of the good guys imagine what the street guys are like so that's when you get your turf battles that's when you get your homicide rates up so I'm ducking and dodging all of these things these pitfalls that set up for young black men to fall into and so again I was blessed that I had an older brother and a best friend was like no no all the way through, man. All the way through, from the time I'm sixteen, 16, seventeen, until age of 42, 43 Like, really, just been protected by uh, my friend and my uh, best, my brother, man.
0: Not everybody's that lucky. Nah, to uh-huh. have that. Kind I'm, of... I'm blessed, man. When I you tell are, you, I know blessed, that's you're you very, very consistent with that. That's mm-hmm. Definitely, you probably got that tattooed somewhere. Somewhere, because again, <laughs> not to
1: you know, not to shake your audience up too much, man. There's a backstory to every story. Shake them up. That's what they're here for. My firstborn son died at 16. My my best friend from high school was shot and killed at the age of 33. And my other best friend took his own life at the age of 35. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? This is front row. And not only that, I lost two college teammates that I played football with. Two. Not one, but two. That rarely happens. We go to college to escape that. I lost two college uh, teammates in St. Louis to violence. And so, and they hadn't even hit 21 yet. So when I, when I tell people I'm 48 and I'm blessed, this is what I mean. Like I am still here in a physical form and I love life. I love everything about life. Yeah. And you know, I, I believe in afterlife. I believe in God, I believe in all of that. But as far as just actually being here on earth, I really enjoy it. Yeah. And I partake in everything that life has to offer. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so, um, to be able to be here, man, try to make a difference in the community, make a difference in my family. I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed. And not only that, I'm a writer. And I get to do what I love to do every single day. Ooh, you you okay. can't beat that. You can't
0: beat that. How did you get into writing? Was there a book? Was there like a book that you just fell in love with or a writer or a poem or a person? I, I don't know. How does, how do you get into writing? There's a, you pimp, know, yeah, I writing's remember. it. It's it's a different kind of art form. Yeah. It's not so I mean, everybody can write. Quote, unquote we
1: could we've all written we all know our alphabet and put them together on paper well but we all don't do it for a living yeah, well let's... right uh people i know hate writing so yeah so um i was 12. i was all i i, I was I, i'm gonna say i was always an avid reader right and so any great writer will tell you to become a better writer you have to become a better reader like anyone to tell you that
0: I mean, makes sense. Yeah, so
1: I started off <clears throat> Excuse me. I started off as a reader, avid reader first. My mom um got me a library card when I was not library card when I was 9. Best thing one of the best things she's ever did to me in my life, man. I've been going, I still have one to this day. I've been going to the public library since I was 9. I love it's a library. great resource, man, you know. And so I have some overdue books right now. You feel me? <laughs> 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 I think I still owe St. Louis Public Library <laughs> from when I was 9. I had three or four books I never <laughs> took back. But, uh, you know, karma is karma, man. So my books were down there in the public library in St. Louis. I had 10 at one point. Now I'm down to three. Someone literally took the Pride of Park Avenue out of the public library in St. Louis and never brought it back. <laughs> That's karma because I know I've done it twice when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I would look at it
0: it's like, dude, this dude liked this book so
1: much. Yeah. They had to keep it. They had to keep it. And so, you know, you grow up reading. And so, at the age of twelve, uh, I was in seventh grade at a predominantly white middle school. In case your uh, readers, uh, listeners, listeners don't know, um, I'm an African American man, <laughs> and so I went to elementary, high school, and um, elementary, junior high, and high school at a predominantly white uh, high place in Eureka, Missouri. Right, it was rural Missouri. Wow. Yeah, I was bussed out there, man. Uh, part wow. of the voluntary desegregation program. So I'm bused from South St. Louis. Twenty-seven miles away from my home, you know. Talk most... about
0: what? What do they yeah. call? What do they call that? Like, just not schizophrenia, but I mean, you're, t- you're coaching completely... shock. Yeah, how about that? I mean, but Culture you're just you're going from one like being one person, and I don't know, I don't know if you're trying to be another person. Where, you're, but that's oh, like... oh,
1: oh. You know, one thing I always prided myself on was staying consistent and solid. I never did the co- code switching thing. Uh, I just never did it. Okay. I, good. I, I, even as the eleven-year-old sixth grader, nice. I stood in my blackness. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I knew where I was at. I knew where, I knew, you know, even at that age, I knew that you had to kind of assimilate, and so I did. I did, and I followed the rules. Mm-hmm. I, I did get suspended a couple of times, by time out there, but I, it was warranted both times. You know, uh, sixth grade and ninth grade, it was all me. I put okay. my hands on somebody. You, you got to go home for it a happens, couple of days. You know. It happens, right? But um, so I was, I was experienced a lot, man, you know, just dealing with it. But I always said, I'm going to stay solid with who I am as a person. So I never switched up my voice. I never switched up who I was. Now I can navigate different.
0: On, on both sides. On both sides. yeah, Yeah. I
1: can navigate different areas right. in my life, man, but. I just never wanted to switch up. I always just wanted to stay solid. So people that know me from the time I was 11 that know me at 48, they they could tell you I'm consistent and I'm solid. And I never switched up. I always stayed true to who I was. And who I am is just a black man in America just trying to make Because you his start way.
0: fucking around and you fuck up. <clears throat> yeah. You go back to the hood and you're like, Hey, guys, would you guys like to go kayaking?
1: <laughs> hey, listen, I'm a, hey, it's funny now, man, because I did grow up in a rough, scrambled environment, but I'm an urban yuppie now, and I'm proud of it. You know what I'm saying? I drink coffee and bourbon. And, uh, I, I don't go kayaking because I'm scared of water, but, you know, I would, you know. So I ride bikes, you know what I'm saying? Like, go to the hood, they look at you crazy, man. No, but, no, man, just, just growing up, man, I, I had all that. So this is how I got into writing. So I'm in mean, this predominantly white space in the seventh grade, and we played a game in social studies called current events. Right, uh, the teacher would put us in like these teams of five. We had buzzers and everything. I love every that shit. I yeah. love when to, Of course, it was on a Friday. Yeah, so I'm, I'm about it, right? Uh-huh. And I'm I'm a competitor and shit. You know, I want I want to win at everything.
0: I'm not even smart. and I'm trying to compete at yeah. trivia.
1: Real bang bang. <laughs> so so the teacher is reading these questions. Man, I don't know this shit. I'm like, and I didn't like that feeling. I did not like that feeling. I felt like a dunce. Uh-huh. Again, you gotta understand I'm a young black boy mm-hmm. from South St. Louis. I'm mean, in this predominantly white <clears throat> institution. And I'm like, I don't like how I feel right now. And so, um, I didn't get any other I didn't know any other answers. The one question I tried to get right, I missed. And so after Oh, and it was, that makes it even worse. Makes it even worse. So after it was over, I you went up to the and teacher. Sweaty, you hot, sweaty, get the pits. Ladies. All of that, yeah. all of that. I'm feeling real <laughs> slow, <Yeah>. man. Like <laughs> if, if it was a cartoon, I would have that big hat on. You feel me? <laughs> uh, and so I'm feeling real slow. And I and I went up to the teacher, man. And again, I've always been an advocate of myself. Like I'm my biggest advocate. And I'm going to speak up for myself. And I said, Mr. Sharp was his name. Mr. Sharp, man, this stuff is not in my homework. It's not in my notes, not in my book. How am I, how am I supposed to know this stuff, man? He's like, son, the name of the game is called current events. Go home, watch the news, read the newspaper. (laughs) Man, I've been doing that shit every day since I was 11 or 12 years old. Okay. 30, what? 30, 20, 37 straight years now. I was 12 when he told me that. So the next week when I. You can tell he spent all his time on current events and not math. You feel me? You feel me? (laughs) I came back um, that next week and I was like, rain man. I knew everything. <laughs> I answered all that. I broke the record for scoring that game and in that season. I was killing it, man. I, you know, this is before uh, yeah. this is before pot, and this was before concussions because I was a college football player. This was before all of that. I still could retain things yeah. now, you know. Sharp now, attack. now it's like, well, this. it's touch and go now. But yeah. back then, everything I read, I could retain. So I was just bang, bang, bang. And, you know, being a competitor, people were looking at me like, like for real, like I was Rain Man. It was it was wild, man. <laughs> and so from that point on, I just I've read every single day. And as you start reading, you get older, you start. Picking it was up. current events that got you hooked. Current events. That's funny. Yeah, and so it, it wasn't a book. It wasn't no, an author. It was just none. like it was current events. Where were you getting your current
0: events in the in the Saint Louis
1: Saint Louis Post Dispatch, the newspaper, the daily newspaper. So that's Listen
0: up kids. You, that's a newspaper. You guys don't have those anymore, right? Probably, you know, but this right. is Straight not going print. to yahoo.com no. or google.com. No. This is
1: your local paper. Black and, and white newspaper. Print, man. Getting it on your it hands. It was beautiful, man. It was beautiful and so growing up when I hit college at 18, I knew what I wanted to do. I majored in journalism and I have in creative writing. I wanted to be a newspaper reporter and write a book. <laughs> nah, I'm fucking doing oh, that man, shit every it. day, man. It's it's beautiful. You called it. Called you it called it. You put it out there. I called it, and I chased it, and it, 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 it's happening. So I'm walking in my dream. That's why I tell you, I'm blessed. I can't complain about nothing, and my life ain't perfect. I don't know how you do
0: it. That's Your life would have crippled me. Whew. Your you, life would have absolutely crippled
1: man, me. Man, on this great mother's day. Let me give a shout out to my mama, man. Renee Porter raised me, man. She raised a soldier, man. You feel me? The lady was not going to allow me to be mm, not a stand up guy. You know, in in 2022, I can't really say what I really, really want to say. But she wasn't going to allow me not to be a stand up guy. She was going to raise a man, if that makes sense. Say whatever you want. So she put that toughness and that grit in me. I'll even man. gender you and call you a man. <laughs> <laughs> she put that She put that toughness in me. She put that grit in me. You know, my mom did. You know, again, I love my old dude. I love him to death. It's my, that's my guy. But when I was growing up, he wasn't around. Right. So I learned my toughness and my grit and my hustle from my mom. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so she raised me and my older brother to be what we are. And that's just straight solid. Damn. You know, that's that, so... Even with that said, I can't show weakness, right? Even though as we go.
0: I mean, it depends on what people uh, people look at different things as weakness and others look at strength.
1: And and I was about to say, and as we go through this journey of what we call self-healing, not self-medication, but self-healing, you know, and getting help and talking to people and doing all the research on ourselves that we need to do, we start understanding that sometimes that that toughness can be a detriment. Mm -hmm. And so I'm starting to learn to be a little bit more softer. A little bit more vulnerable. I, my children, I treat them so gentle now. When I became a parent at nineteen, by twenty-three I was a tyrant, sir. My four-year-old son, he didn't have no chance. Boy had he didn't have a chance, you know. Yeah. I was just hardcore, tough, drill trying sergeant. To, trying to raise a soldier. I was trying to raise a soldier, and yeah. it, it backfired on my ass. At 12. Do you think
0: you had to raise a soldier in that kind of environment, though? You know, like.
1: But you know what's crazy? I I was in school. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Wausau. Yeah. No, absolutely not. You know. So, but I was what I didn't realize then. What I know now, I was traumatized mm-hmm. because by 23, I had already lost two teammates.
0: You can't just drop that. So
1: my thought is this: if something happens to me, because there's no guarantees, just because I'm in college, right, that I'm gonna survive. You need to be okay. See, that's what I was thinking. I wanted my son to be able to take care of himself. Okay, anything that happened to me? I want him to be tough at right? a young age. Possibly. At a age, yeah. And so from the time he was four until he was 12 or 13, I just really, really raced him with an iron fist. Yeah. Which included corporal punishment, <clears throat> you know. And so I was not a gentle parent. I was not a loving parent. You know, I love my child. I went all out for him, made sacrifice. All the things we supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I was not very loving and very soft or nurturing, if that makes sense, and so it backfired on
0: me. Well, loving, but in a different, harder way. Yeah, right? just it was just I mean, you loved. The shit I loved them, him. but
1: I didn't show him that love. But you if that makes sense. a
0: different maybe like a you didn't show it in a two thousand twenty kind of way. I wasn't <laughs> rubbing his head. I wasn't telling him it was okay. You know. I wasn't allowing him to cry. You couldn't cry. Man on my up, motherfucker. Man up. I know. Me? I said that to my son, and he was. He was Crying about some soft shit. <laughs> some soft shit. I was like, you got a man. That was the first time. I was like, oh shit. I looked over my shoulder. Oh, Did someone with blue hair just see oh, me tell my son to oh, man shit. up? I might get canceled.
1: Right, right. you might get canceled out here. Listen, man. So, man, you know what? So, we was talking about how I got into reading and all that shit, which leads me to, there is a book that I did read that was a game changer for me Okay, a couple of years ago. And I'm talking about as an adult, man. It's called Cry Like a Man. Okay, a brother named uh, Jason Wilson out of Detroit wrote it. It's about turning down these walls of masculinity that has caused men to repeat this cycle, and it's not allowed our boys to uh, be vulnerable and emotionally and cry. Right? It's that man up. Which, as a daddy, right, as a parent, we we have to balance that. Man, it's so hard. It's it is, so hard. Yeah, it is. Because like- there's nothing worse than a crying ass boy. Oh, it's off shit. <laughs> it's nothing worse. Yeah. So, so, I, so as a parent experiencing uh, raising a soldier. Yeah. So at 12, 13 years old, my son was ready for the block. Yeah. Sir, he ran away from home. Right. He's like, fuck you, dad. I'm out here. And from three, for three years, from time he was 13 oh, to his death yeah. at 16, uh, he was rejecting everything I had to teach because it was no longer uh, applicable. But I didn't want that with my surviving children. Damn. And so I had to look. Once my son died, I had to look internally. And what I found out, man, was that the boy didn't feel loved. So he sought that love in the streets. And there ain't no love in these streets, man. So everything that I did in my life to keep myself from being a stat and a Damn. statistic, my son ended up being one. Uh, and, it, you know, so we have to eat that shit. That's the shit that, where I'm Ooh. like, Ooh. that's where I'm like,
0: that's where I, I cripple. Like, that's feel my, that is my absolute worst nightmare mm. I, I i love look, being a father is my favorite thing and my mm. daughter asked me the other, the other day she goes what's your favorite thing to do dad i go spend time with you and your brother mm-hmm. and it really is but i will yeah to help yourself whatever yeah, you want i got you. and and i was like and it just i tell people all the time don't have kids don't fucking do it, it it's just so hard it's like i it, it, the love is crazy. It is amazing. And once you have it, it's just this crazy gift. But what comes with it is just heavy amounts of anxiety and fear. Like, I've never had this kind of thing. I'm constantly thinking about them dying. I'm like, well, how am I going to act? How am I going to react if this happens? What am I going to do? And it's just, and I don't know. No, I got to put. Oh, we got that. We got to, Charles, <clears throat> you got to be good with the camera, man. Does that need to move that camera? Does wide space look, wide widescreen look bad? Oh no! I interrupt! All right, man. Me. Interrupt! Okay, interrupt! I get this right? What happened last week with ju- ch- with uh, that camera wasn't that great on? Yeah, I was, yeah. I was Just interrupt, been. my man. Yeah, oh my bad. Well, yeah, the the the, the, the here, right? I know it is because I was thinking about ice. You want some more ice? Oh, uh,
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna let this go. Like you, you,
0: you want ice or anything, Charles? Uh, Go on what you are saying. I'll listen to you while I get some lines.
1: Shit, man! I'm, you man, you know I got that one <laughs> track, man. I was rolling. I forgot. Oh, I know. <laughs> I am sorry. You know how I, I go? go. We I get was... in the flow. We be freestyling, bro. <laughs> hey, that's one thing I am gonna say about uh you and uh, inviting me into your space, man. I I check out your podcast okay. naturally. I check out your podcast. Dude, don't say that. A lot no, of people don't. I do. And what I what I really love about your show and you is your ability to make everyone feel like, man. I know this dude. He cool people. Yeah. You feel me? That's a great host, man. I, I'm just not saying that. I just wanted to put that out hey, there. Hey man, no doubt. I man. got goosebumps. No thanks, doubt, thanks, man. No doubt. I
0: really appreciate no that. I just, I'm just, I love hearing that because I'm just me being me. Yeah. I'm just. I want to have a good time. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> all right. Let me get some ice. We we'll keep right. this rolling. Yeah. So, oh,
1: oh, I was gonna push back about the parenting.
0: Yeah, about not don't doing it because it's yeah causes so much. I inside. am a
1: fa- I am a father of six. So, I'm telling the people, be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get it right at least once, that's right? Not, God damn. Listen, I get six, six more, I get six more chances to get it, do it right, though, right? So, I'm like, okay. So, my oldest living is 23 now. I got it. I got you. My oldest living is 23 now, man. So, I'm trying to get him through college. And then my firstborn daughter is 16. I'm trying to get her through high school without, you know, the heartache that come with 16, being in high 23? school. Yeah. Those are my two oldest right now. What's your youngest? 11. So I'm good. I got, I'm good. Now, trust me. I stay busy, and my pocket my pockets stay hurting, man, but I'm good, man. I'm good. I got two, and they stay hurting. You man. feel me? Well, are yours? Yeah, well, I got Oof. Yeah, yeah. I, mm. I make it happen, man. Hey, listen. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody out here is going to vote for me for Dad of the Year, but I'm voting for myself. You understand me? Goddamn me! I do what I gotta do man, To make it work And it's beautiful Because I feel that I love, love that. Man.
0: Hell yeah I love that I Well I'll tell you love, what man. I will give you Daddy of the year I, Salute give it you. On, can we on, get, on planet can, you earth
1: You got an applause button Charles over there <laughs> <laughs> no, Hit that applause
0: button <laughs> But I will give you uh, Daddy of the year On planet earth There you go I'll tell you why You know what my daughter Said to me the other day No She goes Daddy you are the best Daddy in the whole wide Multiverse Oh shit She's so, fi- She's five Oh, so she's salute to her. She's talking about the multiverse. She said the multiverse. I ain't
1: got nothing coming then. Yeah.
0: She, so you can have it here. I can have it here. I got the other You got one. the I other, other one, no
1: doubt. You feel me though, man? That's how it is. So that's that's the best part about being a parent. Hey, there's the, the so children. many great this it, it, about, it's, but It's, it's it. that unconditional love, right? And yeah. so if I can bottle that shit up and sell it, I would. But there's no, there's no, there's no pr- process to this, man. It's learn as you go. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I got six. So I got to deal with six different individual personalities. They all have six different needs and wants. For me, that keeps me young. Uh, the gray—you can't tell I'm I'm young because of the gray. But they keep me on my toes, and they keep me full of love, man. And so I've learned just to be so much softer and gentler now. I don't know if you guys remember the Bernie Mac bit about punk ass parents, but that's me. I'm soft, man. I'm a punk ass parent. <laughs> I, I'm a bobblehead. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever you want, yes. Even the boys. I, now, don't get me wrong. Don't. Get, there's there's a levels. There's levels to this. Now. I, we ain't we ain't finna be out here just. I got spoiled. a boy and a girl. Right, but even my boys, Treat I'm like, different. yeah, I'm like, whatever. What you need, man? I got you. You yeah. know, more so than you little. You better toughen the. You know, can, yeah, I've done that and it turned out all bad. So I learned from that and so now it's like, go ahead, you can cry, man. Rub his little <clears throat> head. I, I, yeah. Everybody different. And like, okay, you can't cry because someone told you no. But if you're genuinely upset, it's not even crying, it's whatever emotion you're feeling. Mm-hmm. If you're angry, you're sad, whatever emotion it is, okay, you can express that. Let's get through it and let's figure out how we can solve it. So I have one, my 13-year-old son, he's a Taurus like me. His birthday is in like five days. We butt heads all the time. He's 13. Why are you butting oh, heads with your daddy, mean, man? Yeah.
0: Well, it, That's what I'm not looking forward to. I love my son so much, and I just don't want to butt heads with him oh when he comes. I God. don't want to do it, man. Come on. And I don't want to have to kick his ass. And, and so he's stubborn, <laughs> and he gets,
1: he gets angry, and he shuts down on me. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no communication. None. So what I've learned with him is just leave him alone. Let him get through his shit, and he'll bounce back. get him some ice cream. We're good to go. Instead of beating the shit out of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I've learned. Patience and love and understanding. Man. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all great. And I don't have a problem like <laughs> raising these kids
0: like that part's the fun part. It's the anxiety that comes with it and the fear. Like there was a time. There was this. Uh, uh, My worst fear,
1: though, has been realized. But that's what you're talking about. I know. For me, it's been.
0: That's and, what I'm saying. I and, don't know how you. I don't it, know how you go. Up. I don't know. It was, to me, it, I'm like I. I I'm the out. grace, the
1: grace of God and mental fortitude. That's the only. That's the only thing I can explain it to. You because there's two ways I could have win. I could have lost my shit and not be anything for anybody. Not my surviving children or not even the no community. Right. I could be a shell of myself. You can move this around if you want. Okay. Or I could stand up and be like, you know what? I'm gonna take the greatest fucking moment <sighs> of my life. And I'm going to bounce back and shine. And that's what I've been trying to do, man, because I want to be a motivation to people. Like if I could take that hit, if I could take that hit, i just want to be an inspiration to people. I don't want to be a grief counselor. I don't want to be a grief expert, but fuck it. If that's what God wants me to be, that's what I'm going to be. That's why me and you, we were trying to connect after we connected. I was coming back from Omaha, Mm -hmm. Nebraska, and I couldn't get here, man. I'm going to be real serious with you. I was in Omaha to speak at a funeral of a gentleman who I did not even know. Oh wow. I didn't even know this man. His brand new wife messaged me on LinkedIn and said, I am looking for someone to speak at my husband's funeral. Um, He committed suicide and I came across your name and I wanted to get a professional speaker and not just somebody off the street. That's never happened to me a day in my life, man. Someone asked me to come speak at a funeral. I didn't even speak at my own son's funeral. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, and I I didn't know what it was. Like, sign from God, maybe. (laughs) It's funny because when I got the message, I was in a church. First time been inside a church since COVID. Shut everything down. (laughs) And I was like, oh, well, maybe this guy talking to me, right? And so I reached out to the lady, and it's true. Her husband uh, took his own life. She wanted me to come give some words. And I'm like, I don't know what to say to these people. I don't even know these people. And but one of the first thing I told him was I'm not a grief expert and I'm not a a grief counselor. I don't know why I'm here. God sent me. And so that's where I'm at, man. I don't I don't want that. But if that's what God wants for me to be a beacon of light for anybody that suffered tremendous loss, then that's what I'm going to be.
0: Wow. That's incredibly touching. Yeah, I I would. I I would. I would look. I would have to look to you. I don't know who else. I I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's multiple. Yeah, I don't know. It's- but in the same token, we're going to keep it 100% positive too, man, because she's I, – I don't even want to think about that. That's a parent's worst nightmare, but it's happened. So that fear I don't have. Also, you don't have that fear? I don't have that fear anymore. My, My, baby, really? my, my babies are going to be what they're going to be. However long they live, they're going to live. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I also saw my two best friends buried as well, right? So I have come to grips my own mortality. Like, we're not going to always be here. I'm blessed to hit this birthday today, man. I'm
0: blessed. You want an armchair quarterback me? Is that my issue? I haven't come come through with my mortality
1: yet. No, no, no. It, we, can <laughs> for, we can learn we love but we only, in, a, in a, man, this I don't know, somebody out here in the church said this. Life is but a vapor. If you really think about the grand scheme of this thing,
0: yeah.
1: If we're lucky, if we're lucky, we'll get less than 100 years, right? If we're lucky. Maybe 60, maybe 70, maybe 80. I don't know. Either way, I'm 48. We're going over 100, I, I, Toriano. we am going over 100. I'm, I'm, I'm being positive, but we you know, you just never know. I'm I'm damn near 50 now. I hit 48 today. I'm damn near 50. I'm on the other You're side on the of this. Side. <laughs> I'm on the other side of this, and so I'm coming to grips with it. But it's okay because I feel like I'm fucking 25, man. He's gonna be in a Corvette next week with some dime now, piece hey, 19 hey, year hey, old. Hey, you gotta think about this. My youngest is 11. I got a few minutes to go, but mm-hmm. at 55, you best believe, man. As <laughs> mm-hmm. soon as we get her out the house across graduation stage, I'm getting a vet. It's not going to be a vet, it's going to be a Range Rover, though. Okay. I just always wanted a Range for some reason. I don't know why. That's like my you're dream. You're driving part.
0: a Range Rover.
1: You know, as soon as we put her, I'm talking high school, we'll we'll figure out college. As <laughs> soon as she graduates high school, I'm getting myself a Range Rover. That's okay. It. That's how I promised myself that seven years from now. So. I'm like I'm done now. This my baby. You know, I'm, we gonna make sure she get through college. And I'm, you know, I'm, but I'm celebrating. I'm buying myself a Rover, man. <laughs> so no vets for me. That those things are dangerous. They're like motorcycles. Yeah. But yeah, man. I, so going through all of that, man, I've just come to grips with it, man. So I'm just gonna do the best I can. But because of my fear have been realized everything, and I saw my two best friends buried, it's like okay, all right. I see what goes on here. You die, motherfuckers cry. They bury you, then life goes on. God damn, that's humbling, man. Nobody gives a fuck for real. <laughs> Nobody really gives a fuck. Seriously. Life goes on. I know. This this, I mo- know. this motherfucker has not stopped because someone died. Right. You feel me? So, whenever time I got on this thing, man, I'm going to make the most of it. And when it's written, it's written. they gonna, they going to know I was here, though. They're going to know I was here. It's going to be a record that I was here. That's it, man. That's my motivation. Mm. So I keep it pushing, man. Uh, like I said, man, my children, man, I, 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 I've I, already came to peace with God, man. You know, like, when, when before my first one even died, man, I was like, God prepare me for whatever's going to happen. Because, you know, I skipped the story a little bit. See, I'm,
0: I'm not into that. I'm not, I'm not a guy. That's, that's okay, you know, because. No, I know it's okay. At the end of the day, here's the thing, though. You, I'm a something guy. When, I'm just not a. When somebody say, when people, Jesus God, some, God most
1: people, when most people think of God, they think of some a pie in the sky, right? A, this figure, the mythical figure in the sky, right? What I've come to realize is, in the spirit is in you. The spirit is in you, man. We are the masters of our universe, right? We don't control the world. We can't. We don't control mother nature, but. We are the masters inside. We're supposed this, to be. Yeah, the spiritual realm. So I, I am a big believer in the spiritual realm, but I, I, I just happen to believe in God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. I have. I do. am I hating on you. No, you can't. We all different, right? So my my parents are big time this is why, lovers of but Jesus. This is why for me. Though, I tried it. This is why for me. Before the, my son died at 16, he was running away from home. Like I told you, 12, 13 years old, out of here, just running away from my, the home we shared. Was he a big kid? No, he was a skinny run. He wasn't even, man, he, he was a runt. He he was a runt. He wasn't a big kid. He just was like, he was, I, I don't know because I, I didn't get the chance to ask him. Uh, but I really, really feel like he just wanted to be loved and he didn't feel loved. Because I, I we grew up in a hostile environment. My home was Hostile. I'm shit. I'm trying to. I'm 19 as a dad, 23. You don't think when you gay. had?
0: You don't think he felt any? Because you, I, you had to have loved him. I loved him, but you I know, don't. Feel I know, but you. I, of course, you were. You, you're raising a soldier, and you're ruling with an iron fist. Uh-huh. But still, I would imagine that love is still I coming think my, out
1: some way. It, it, I thought it was coming out because I was taking care of him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know. You, I'm providing know for that. you. I, yeah. I'm busting my. I, I'm not buying Jordans. I'm buying you Jordan. You know uh, yeah. that shit. And you th- just through, and take because like, yeah, you're you're like, well, if if you
0: just instill it on him, if you, yeah, but what, they don't what, understand, they're too young to understand. And, and that. what I didn't realize is my
1: him, yeah. that particular son, Toriano II, was a lot like me. He needed physical touch, so he needed me love to rub language. his head. Yes, a love language. Yes, he needed me to rub his head. Okay, he needed me to hug him and kiss him. I didn't do none of that shit. What's up, boy? Uh, 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 like he was a dude on the street what's right, up boy Right. you know treating him like that so cause you're a man yeah so at 12 13 he was running he was running away gone weeks at a time like a grown ass man right and so at that point he was get- still in cars and getting high speed police chases <laughs> he a little thrill seeker <laughs> he was a little thrill seeker yeah. I'm
0: like what oh. the fuck
1: Please. dude started. He- could he drive could he like yes was he yes a little- <laughs> Mario Andretti yeah so when it first happened he was 11 Oh my god, can he see even can he even see over the steering wheel? So car? I was perplexed. Uh his mom Phone books? His mom called me one day. He said she said Tori I well, Tori is what my family calls me. TP. TP. She said Tori, you need to go and get your son. What do you mean go get him? I thought he was with you, <laughs> you know? Cuz he was with his mom, you know, at the time. And she was like, no, he's in juvenile. For what? He was in a stolen car is what she said. He was in a stolen he car. He was
0: in a stolen car. That's
1: all. Like, that's the only information I got, right? So I go get him from juvenile.
0: Hoping he was just with some idiot friends and just got wrapped
1: up in and, it. And I'm perplexed. Yeah. And I have questions. Son, you have to explain this to me. Were you riding with somebody or were you driving? Because I don't know the answer to this. Big difference. This dude said I was driving. Oh. I said, you're 11. <laughs> how do you know how to drive? He has an older half-brother. When I met his mom, she had a son that was two. Uh, Joseph is his name. He, I wrote about him in a uh, book as well. He 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 says my brother showed me. Joseph was thirteen at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Oh Lord, you're never going over there ever again." I went and got his stuff that day. He moved in with me that day. You're never going over there again. But you know, I can't ban the man from his mom. A his thirteen-year-old
0: bro- taught
1: me how to drive. <laughs> his, oh, it was, bro. It was bad, and so. He's giving, so what
0: was that movie? I always love that movie. New, 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 York, New, Jersey, New Jersey Drive. New Jersey Drive. New Jersey Drive. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I'm going to write a movie called St. Louis Avenue. My yeah. son, no, seriously. No, I'm serious. My son died on the street called St. Louis Avenue. But that's what his friends did. They stole cars. and they. So it went from stealing cars to gangbanging within a matter of two or three years. Of course. You know, because kids grow up. They go to juvenile. So when
0: you... Uh, when you saw him that first time, that he's he's boosting cars, uh-huh. and you know the progression is oh shit, uh-huh. it goes from this to uh-huh. this to this. Uh-huh. What's going through? Are you like oh shit, I got to get him out of this, or like are you just preparing I, for I, him I, to go down that road? Like there's right. a couple
1: there's a couple things, and that's my point of the story. I thought I could beat the devil out of him, out of him. I couldn't. I thought I could beat him to corrective action, like corporal punishment is what I'm saying. Not like you know, just I thought I could do that. That didn't work. Um, so what happened was this: he was getting in these high speed police chases. There was a couple of things I thought was going to happen.
0: Did he ever outrun the cops? Fucking yeah, yeah. Uh.
1: But he also got caught a lot too.
0: Okay, but if you got if you get a couple wins, he, that's, he, nope. he, I
1: just want to know that it's he, possible. Oh, oh, he he was. Oh yeah, he was. He yeah. I need
0: me. to know it's possible. It,
1: okay. He got away. So one day, um, they called me on Thanksgiving. Oh my. god. Oh no, my
0: favorite holiday. I
1: said, son, there has to be. Even among thieves, there's <laughs> honor. You don't steal nobody's car on a fucking holiday. What's wrong with you? There's two things happened that day. I did not eat. I couldn't eat. My appetite was distraught. But I did not use corporal punishment on him that day. Okay. Because I would have killed him. I would have killed him. Like, literally choked him out. Like I. I so I just said, you know what? Get, get away from me. Get away from me. There has to be honor, son. You can't. <laughs> so anyway so he would get in these high speed police chases well i thought he would wrap himself around a light pole right i thought the police would shoot him or i thought the person car he was going to get into was going to shoot him so i dropped on my knees and i prayed to god and i said god please prepare me for what was going to happen to my son and that's why when his mom called me three years later i was able to take the news and not crumble so that's why i say uh i believe in god and the spirit of prayer and all of that man because that's the only way i got through that that's the only way. I think you prepared yourself for it. I, I, you Mentally, yourself, mentally you it and spiritually, there. I put it out there. The master of our own wow. domain. So, uh, <clears throat> you know. So. God. Yeah, y'all. man. Okay. Yeah, so that's that. That's that. <sighs> that's that. But that's how That's how I'm able to bounce okay. back. That's okay. how I'm able to bounce back. I'm the king of the bounce back. Okay. I'm the king of the bounce All back. All right. Man. That's uh, Big Sean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn. So how do we transition?
0: <laughs> I don't know. New Jersey, New Drive, New, New New Jersey Drive. Yeah. Guy, that was a good movie. That's that was good sad. Movie. That did, yeah. that was sad when he got hit. When he get, when when the when the main protagonist when he got
1: mm-hmm. smashed when he got t-boned and died. I was like, oh. that's my boy, Fresh Nelson is his name. Is that it? Yeah, he played in uh the Wood, man. Uh, that movie called the Wood. He was also in that movie about the chess, uh, the black chess player. I forgot that movie. Uh, that one movie was called, but good little actor. We haven't saw him around in a while, but he was that guy. in New Jersey Drive, man. That was a good movie.
0: Uh, so what did
1: you think about when Will Smith slapped that dude? You know, I wrote about Chris that Rock. I wrote about that. I wrote opinion piece for the star about that, man. I was kinda So I went through a ver I went through emotions, different emotions. Like I only asked because I feel like you have an affinity towards Will Smith from yeah, reading his book yeah, and just he got a thing for Yeah. It. I I went through a, a wide range of emotions. At first I was like, you know, first I was just like the 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 the, the just a human. Did you me. watch it live? I didn't watch it live, but I I was on Twitter that whole night after, you know, because, you know, no, 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 no. Because it wasn't televised in America, but people started talking about it. And I saw it at about 10 p.m. on like one of the uh, on a Twitter feed from like one of the. No, it was on. It was on live, but it wasn't broadcast. I don't think in the U.S. The smack was. I was I
0: was I watched it. Okay. I was I was asleep but okay. I was with someone and they saw sh- and they go was that for real or was that stage? I was like, oh, okay. oh, that was real. I had no idea. I was so, asleep. I was okay, asleep. Okay. I pretended
1: like I saw it. So with it, with it, whatever, whenever whenever I found out about it, yeah. I was on Twitter. Okay. It was about like 10 o'clock p.m. when I found out about it. Okay. So I started diving into it like, is this real? Right. I was up to 2 a.m. <laughs> looking at all the different footage. And I'm like, God, is it like real? Like a pruder film. Like he's checking. <laughs> like I'm, I'm breaking down tape. Like we're in the NFL. It's draft season. It was, I'm like, wow. So with that said, I was like, something. That that led me to believe that Will Smith has told Chris Rock before, keep my wife's name out your mouth. I just think it was the wrong time to do that. But when it first happened, I was like, sometimes you just got to let a motherfucker know, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then the, the critical analysis in me, the human in me, I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be bad. You cannot have two... Of the biggest stars in America. Two black men at the top of their profession. Mixed up in this. And so. I came to the conclusion that Will was wrong. He definitely owed that man an apology. And Chris Rock handled that. Way better than I ever could. Like I am a professional. I am out of the hood. I'm not in the streets. I don't carry care. I don't do any of that. But if you slap me bro. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. Oscars or not,
0: no matter how much bigger the dude is than you, we're gonna tear this place <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm getting I, I, you on the ground. I, you know, I'm taking some lumps in my day. Yeah, and every Ooh. lump I've ever taken was to a heavyweight. Me too. You feel me? I'm me go- I, it don't matter what size you are. You're not gonna just bully me or smack me or nope. slap me or punk me. Look, I've gotten beaten up for trying you, you, to. You know? Like, I don't give a fuck. You feel you. me? Yeah. I, I can show you marks. I got all of my <laughs> body from a heavyweight. I'm at the most. I'm, I'm probably 180 ever right One, now no ever okay when i was in my 20s cuz i don't i don't do i don't fight any i haven't had a fight in 25 years but when i was in my 20s i was like 179 180 i fought a dude that was like 230 yeah <clears throat> running yeah. back with big hands uh huh he i got marks all over my body from this dude and he was my roommate <laughs> 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 and we went to high school together Damn. so so charles do you want more drinks man so oh, okay. even even if even if the dude was bigger than me it's gonna be a problem. So Chris Rock handled his business, perfect. And he did he did what he was supposed to do as a man. He he he, he kept his composure. We could all learn from that. But I'm telling you, yep. I, and I, I I this ain't my first time on the mic. I've hosted some things in my day. I've been in some rough environments being a reporter. If you put your hands on me, all bets are off. So. We all can learn from Chris Rock because the that venue was not the venue for them guys to tussle. So that's that's my official stance. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, I, it was sad. It was sad. It really was sad. And I, I get it. Chris Rock, I feel like, was out of line for jo- joking about Jada. Get out yeah. of <laughs> here. Get out of here. Get out of here. I know... You know. Whoa, 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 It's my feelings, though. It don't make me right. I, I, I can't don't make you right. Okay. So
0: this is that's the your ba- opinion and opinions aren't wrong, but your opinion certainly is wrong. So
1: I felt like I felt like it don't matter I I'm not I'm Right. Know, that's what I'm saying. I'm not an expert on what Chris Rock knows and don't know. So it doesn't
0: matter even if he knew that she had alopecia. Listen, it doesn't even listen, matter. Listen, man, knew. if
1: a man tell you if a man tells you Hey bro.
0: Well now you're speculating.
1: <sighs> now you're speculating. All right, I'm not going to speculate. You are right. That's, that goes against my principles. So I ain't going <laughs> to. But man, listen. You're hoping. No, nope, I'm not you hoping anything. Will
0: Smith so much, you're just hoping and, and speculating with everything that Will Smith, a night or two, went up to Chris Rock and said, yo, you got to take that he's, joke out. He, Don't talk about Jada. Not, 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 That's what you're no, hoping. No, 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 not
1: that. Just before, previously. That's what I'm saying. You're saying I, I, anytime. Uh, listen, You're hoping he did. If, if a man keeps telling that, man, hey, man, hey, man, I told you before, now I'm telling you again, you did it again. I'm, I, I I get that. But, again, I'm going to with my statement. How about this? Huh? Will Smith didn't do that. Will Smith is that kind of man
0: that went up to Chris Rock and said, listen, dude, say one more fucking thing about her, and we're going to have problems. He didn't say that. Did you see him laugh at that joke? Yeah.
1: Okay. I saw all of that.
0: He laughed. And, he and then he looked gr- at... He saw his girl. He looked at the girl holding that leash.
1: Was and she was like, hey. Jada's uh,
0: manipulating... <laughs> Narcissist owns mm. mm. uh. will got no. her no. wrapped around no. his finger. No. He tries, he no. tries. She puts him in. It's like you no. see this foolishness. No. You see this foolishness. Not, I gotta put up with. You're
1: not gonna get me to believe that that's on I'll day. show
0: you videos. Have you seen the videos of the way she treats him? Oh my god, she owns him. Uh, she owns him. And and I, and you see those little. You see the pictures of. Did you see like the little memes of her? Of like her saying, I'm not impressed. Tupac would have shot him. You see, oh, like yeah, all those yeah, horrible yeah. memes. Those are horrible. Was well, I would, I So. You know, you know, Jada's in like, So She's not impressed. Tupac would have hit her harder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't agree. I don't agree. With uh, Jada having Will in the Spell. I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree. But, I can show you some videos. That man is responsible for his own actions. All and,
0: right. Let me tell you something.
1: <laughs> yes
0: however being uh, you, being who I am and you see how I am I'm a, I've am changed a lot in the past since my divorce there was a time where I was manipulated and I was under the thumb mm-hmm. of someone that just had me okay just had me manipulated and mm-hmm. like give me that look I'm like fuck yeah I'm not gonna go slap a dude she, yeah. would, she wouldn't have liked that right but there's things where I, you get that look like like where okay. where it's like this this woman's got she I, I, now that I've done I've done okay. the re- like you've talked and changed uh, talked and learned things mm-hmm. about how to handle things mm-hmm. I've I've learned some things too that I was manipulated mm-hmm. by somebody that's a master manipulator and they can get you into these mm-hmm. places in life where you're really not you anymore mm-hmm. you're more about serving them mm-hmm. and making them happy and mm-hmm. walking on eggshells mm-hmm. and uh, you know what it's just it's just better to do this than to deal with the wrath at home. Mm-hmm. And I see that in Wilson. That's a I see point, him man. just being like, uh, "I'm laughing." He knows. <laughs> he he, he I've knows that, that look, look. He knows that look. I've seen that look. It's like she's. Oh God, that's the look. She gave me that look right before she fucked August the first time. <laughs>
1: oh, <a, a> he <laughs> oh, triggered shit. at this point. He's triggered now. Wow. Boom. and now see, that's, and
0: now that's just speculation. But yeah, <laughs> but you know, you know
1: what's good about that though is that's a um, um, uh, good conversation piece. Because yeah. we have these different experiences, right, and we draw from them without us being there and knowing. Yeah, but we can relate. Yeah, like, oh, I, yeah. I can relate to somebody saying, hey, Madden told you."
0: Oh, I, I can relate. to Now, that too. now you are gonna still do? Okay, one two. But I don't think he did. I don't think he's that man. Okay. I don't think he's that. I okay. don't think Will Smith's that guy. Yeah, he's he just not that guy. he just he like. And, you then, said. and then think about this: actors are a little bit crazy, and they take on the persona of uh, you know. I'm not saying he's a full on method actor, but he just did King Richard. And I'm not saying King Richard's in a, an an abuser or anything like that, but he's a little bit of a wild man. He's a little bit of a wild card, maybe a little bit of temper, mm-hmm. a little bit of strong mm-hmm. willness to him. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna show, th- I'm gonna show this. Watch this. Wow! And he he's got nothing to fear. Do you think he would have done that if The Rock, not Chris Rock, but if The Rock said, "Yo, Jada, I can't wait to see." Your little dime piece ass in G.I. Jane too. It was barely a joke. It was almost a compliment.
1: You know, I didn't realize how um little Chris Rock is.
0: He's tiny.
1: I didn't. Re- I've never seen him in real. No, I take that back. I take that back. I did see Chris Rock in real life one time. Quick story. Got to tell you about Chris Rock and his wife. Ex-wife now. Uh, They did a remake of The Longest Yard. With Adam Sandler. Love Reynolds, Nelly was Joey in it. Joey
0: Diaz was in it. Nelly was in oh, it. Joey o. Diaz was Austin. in it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so Nelly threw a... Matter of fact, it wasn't even Nelly. They had the... Uh, Do you red, know Nelly? Yeah. They, not like I can't pick up the phone and call the dude, but we played a little ball together back in the day. Amateur baseball coming up. That's right. That was dude. my shortstop. That was my guy. I was the center fielder. He was my shortstop. We made history together. We were on the first African American team to ever play in the St. Louis Amateur Baseball Association League. That's the uh, high school, that's the top notch high school league in the summer. We were, we had an African American team in it. Oh,
0: african American team. Team, yeah. We were the was first. Was it designed
1: to be that, or it just yeah, happened to be? No, it doesn't. It was designed to be that. Our sponsor was University City. Uh, it was called Squad One Sports. So it, you guys were probably the best team because you wouldn't let white people on your team. We were three and twenty-three, sir.
0: Really. What happened?
1: White kids know how to play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure what it was white? Are you sure white kids it wasn't Cubans? No. It was straight <laughs> these dudes was ball players really? from Ellisville and and freaking Baldwin and Manchester, man. They Okay. We we were good athletes, but <laughs> when it came to baseball in and, okay. and that league. These, I'm telling. These are the, These were the. Some of those dudes that played in that league ended up in the major leagues. I will tell you. I quit baseball. I was. I thought I was good at baseball. They started throwing a curveball at you. And
0: then I started playing against Canadians. I lived in Michigan. Okay. And these Canadian teams came down. <laughs> they showed you. Huh? I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I I got struck out looking. I was like, what? Wait, what? I, I, nobody throws that fast here. What? I, I was like, I'm done. So, and then the week before practicing, I got hit in the wrist on a cold day, and that and then the seal, the Canadians sealed it for me. Yeah. I'm done.
1: That's funny you said <laughs> that because I have a similar story. I was I was at a JUCO plan. These JUCO dudes are draft eligible, right? Yeah, like they can get drafted. I played JUCO soccer. Uh, dope, dope. It, people sleep on community at, uh, yeah, colleges, yeah, they do. But they do. That's that's where the idiot, the really good people who who are dumb go. Exactly. I'm standing in there. <laughs> You know, I've hit over three, four hundred my whole life because you know it's, mil- it's, Damn. It, it, but it's little league, it's high school. They not the ball's not dancing like it's gonna dance at the right. college or pro level, right, right? Right. There's no movement. No. And so I can hit a straight ball. Yeah. I just have enough hand-eye coordination, enough quickness, I can hit a straight ball. Yeah. But dude, I'm in the JUCO. I'm about 21. I have no discipline, none. I drink. I smoke pot. I'm chasing skirts. Yeah. Uh, I got a child. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't go to class. Like, I have... I'm not disciplined. I'm, I'm partying with I'm, I'm partying. I'm not working out or nothing, right? But I'm, tra- I'm playing high-level college baseball. Juco team that I played on was sixth in the nation. No matter. We're playing this team, and I'm standing up there, and this dude throws the ball at my head, right? So, I... But I mean, it cut, didn't it? It cut. <laughs> and i am go straight. At that moment, I was done. At that moment, I said, I can't hit that. I can't do I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> I, I was done. Yeah. I, I didn't finish the season. People, <laughs> I was done, done, sir. I walked away. <laughs> I walked away. So, you know, in JUCO, uh, you go to school in second semester. The season starts like February or March. I made it to like April.
0: Yeah. I
1: played, I played a lot of games, but I didn't finish the season. I was done. I couldn't hit the curveball. My batting average was like 220. I was like, I never suffered like this. We can work with you. That's what they, I had a scout tell me that. We can work with you on 220. Uh, I had a scout tell me that I was like man You know you what You know what we gotta do What We gotta
0: throw a few curveballs And hit you with them <laughs> Shit And I you just done. gotta get used to it not be
1: afraid And once you see it
0: breaking if you, Then you're gonna know I was done So
1: let me get back to my Chris Rock story So anyway <laughs> I'm so sorry No no what? it's good It's good Because uh, it all It's all relative So Nelly threw this party In St. Louis it, Nelly didn't throw it The movie had their premiere Red carpet In St. Louis At I'm the going, dumb,
0: maybe, And So
1: I'm covering maybe, it As a journalist Right I'm an entertainment reporter At the time And so all the people come in, I'm like, hey, Chris Rock, you know, paparazzi. Chris Rock's date. She says, I'm no one's date, and walked off. I didn't even know the dude was married. Now they're divorced now, but I'll never forget that. But come to find out his wife was a B word, oh yeah I, I, she I, took him for everything yeah I didn't make that I didn't say that other people said I'm that I'm saying that right, right now she's a real I, see I, you next I, Tuesday I met her and she was cut I'm no one's date and walked off like I didn't know I didn't know the man was married I what is she, she doing now I have no idea living off his money I met she's rich but anyway yeah. man. but yeah to, to, so to wrap that story up Will was definitely wrong and there wasn't a time or the place for that and uh, like anything else you gotta, you gotta do that shit one on one no witnesses
0: Yeah, that's the thing. If you're going to be a man about it and you really want to go slap him and give him a piece because you're that offended. One-on-one. Go one-on-one. Like a man.
1: Be a man. Yeah. Bathroom, back room. Right. Me and you. Right. Let's talk this out. Because I'm about peace. I've had some encounters that I've been able to talk out in my thirties and forties that I couldn't have talked out in my twenties. You were was that because you were, were you going into it for peace, or were you going <laughs> no, into it to beat some ass? No, it or was. Or did they come it, at you to beat you? ass? like, hold on, let
0: me tell you a joke. I, real no, quick.
1: I, I ain't never ran from no ass whipping, sir. <laughs> I'll take take them. I'll give give them, but I ain't gonna run from. Them. But no, it's just mm-hmm. me knowing that I ain't haven't fought anybody since twenty five, and I'm not about that life. And let me talk to you, bro. We don't. I had a guy who wanted to fight me over a youth basketball game. In Springfield, Missouri A black dude I say bro Me and you both going to jail in this month What's wrong with you? You right, you right, you right Like what the fuck is wrong with you? We're in Springfield, Missouri Green County don't play Know where you're at <laughs> That's funny <laughs> So you know Being a diplomat these days You know because, you know, I'm I like, what? No like, well, well, we're going to go to the lowest common
0: denominator and, uh, and, and, and fight up fucking f- in our 40s. Youth, and it was a youth basketball game. And I get it. Dude. That's crazy. I yelled. <laughs> I yelled at a ref uh two weeks ago. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm not that guy. It's my son is eight years old. He's playing eight year old co-ed soccer. Oh, They're not really keeping score. No one gives a fuck. And here you go. And, I'm, and the whole season, I don't say shit forever because I'm not having a soccer. That's my, my sports soccer. But I don't, I don't coach or nothing because no. I'm, I'm going to get too heavily invested. Yes. So I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm yes. backing away. Let them have fun. Yes. I'm watching the game, and this ref calls offside mm. from the other side mm. of the field. And I was like, in my head, how oh, the fuck did this guy see that? No <laughs> fucking way. But whatever. Whatever. We'll go on. You're keeping your cool at this point. I'm keeping my cool. But the, this ref does not like our coach or our team. He gave our – it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then so 10 minutes later, we we get in same area where the offsides was. But now our the ref is right in there. We get a kick, and the other team grabs it, grabs it, jumps it with their hands, <laughs> puts it down, and this is a handball. This is an automatically open penalty kick where uh-huh, you're going to get uh-huh, a goal.
1: Uh-huh. No call. Nothing, no nothing,
0: call. Nothing. I go, are you – Kidding me? I go. You saw the offsides from way yep, down there, yep, but you didn't see that blatant yep, handball. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he looked at me yep,
0: like about to give yep. me a, a yellow card and to was go, like, home, yeah, yeah, go home. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, <shit."> man, it <laughs> happened. I almost apologized yeah. to him afterwards. Yeah, uh, but I didn't. Yeah. it happens. It happens.
1: <laughs> and as a devil, but the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, god damn it, why did you do that? That was so stupid. <laughs> so you, you you caught yourself, and I'm glad you did because I was going to offer you a special discount into my parenting um class okay. for youth sports. Okay. I'm working on the sportsmanship. Okay. It's called Without Refs, it's just a scrimmage. Yeah. <laughs> for parents like you. Yeah. Don't yeah. be a jerk to like the refs. Like, yeah, they they get thirty I, bucks. Okay. You I get what you pay for. I thought that. I thought that
0: too. I, I was like, God damn it, this is just some kid. He doesn't need there's some like seventeen year old. Yeah. He's a high school yeah. soccer player. He doesn't need me yelling yeah. an eight year old. Yeah. But, I was like, but I just but I again backstory he did he kicked our coach out two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't call it fair on our team. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And to be fair, this is something I've noticed in my own head. I like to analyze a lot of things in uh-huh. my head and break shit down. It doesn't uh-huh. mean it's true, but it's what I do. uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. For a long time, I think black teams, uh, not black people, black uniform teams uh-huh. are always the best.
2: Uh, yeah. They're always
0: better.
1: <laughs> and our that's team why, is, and that's our why, team's the black team. That's why teams were all black.
0: And I'm and, and there, and I've oh, I've noticed we're a little bit better, and we always get call, the refs call our games. You I'm guys are a little bit, bit more aggressive. I don't even bit, know about nah. that, but we get called like we are You're renegades.
1: <laughs> Listen,
0: but it's like, but I've always noticed, I'm like, why are why are like like black uniform teams? Just they just always seem better.
1: Man, you know, we can talk about this forever because this is another thing that I I have to leave here to yeah. go do my youth basketball officiating. Okay. So I I ref youth sports. I've been doing it for a long time. This is why. When you said eight or nine years old, my oldest who's 23 now. He was eight or nine years old. He was playing rec league basketball at the Y. Right. The YMCA. Right, right. And I was in the stands. I shot up a Y. Oh. You can't shoot up the Y, man.
0: I did, but no one was there.
1: My homeboy shot a barbershop. That's even worse. The Y? Jeez.
0: No one was there. It was nighttime. All right, man. We that we gonna tell. twenty two. We gonna talk about that. Statue of limitations. Over. Our way, over. <laughs> way over. over. <laughs> yeah, you didn't murder nobody, so
1: you good. No, so I, I'm at this game, and the ref, you know, in dot, by the way. Oh lord, you a criminal, man. Yeah. I'm talking to a real live criminal, y'all. But no, uh, we're we're at this game, YMCA, probably at Red Bridge somewhere, man. And <laughs> like, the refs suck, right? Like I'm being real. I'm frustrated, <laughs> but I'm yelling at the coach. I'm yelling at my son. I'm yelling at the rest. I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey man, quit passing the ball. Go to the hole. All of that, right? And then the rest frustrated me, man. I'm like, man, they stealing, man. They stealing money. I don't. I, I, I'm not saying they're cheating. I'm not saying they're cheating. Right. But they're letting the kids do whatever. Pick up the ball run. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. get better like that. I know it's right. the why, but call the calls. They weren't doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they stealing money. They stealing. Let me get out here and get some of this free money. Oh, That's what I said, okay. right? So, I go through the little process to be an okay. official. Okay. First game out there is a YMCA game, non competitive. <laughs> hardest thing I ever did in my life. <laughs> the hardest thing I ever did. In my, man, I'm telling you, it is hard to call a game. I've done it before. It's I've done a basketball hard. game. It is hard. Man, and so, at that point, I'm like, okay. You get into it. And again, so if my son is 23 now, so I've been doing it about. Fourteen years now, twelve oh, as a shit. certified official in Missouri. Like I'm certified, I'm I'm legit out here. These I'm certified. Certified. <laughs> certified. I get the patch and everything. Damn. Yeah. One dude tried to talk bad about me in the summer league game because I would have a patch on. he he ain't even got no patch. He even got no patch. I said, Sir, this is not a Misha certified game. <laughs> I'm not gonna wear my Missouri State High School Athletic Association oh, patch shit. to a, a summer league game.
0: Yeah, but I got my. Purse. But I got three of. I got three jerseys <laughs> in my bag. I can show you.
1: And it, it was so dumb. I take them up. Feel me, dude. Get out of here. I try not to flex as a ref. But
0: <laughs> when you got, to, you got when to. you got
1: power, man, and you use it, it's, it's a It's hard not thing. to wield it. Right. Now you understand. So 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 I tell parents this all the time. Even yesterday, I did some games. When is the last time you called a game? Hmm. Shut the f up, then I'm not above it. I'm tired. I'm tired of these people coming to the games, berating us. We're here for the kids, man. Mm-hmm. I get 20, 30 bucks for this bull. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. This, not, not to you. I'm just saying. This, I know, I know. Just leave me alone. So if you're not going to do something about this, and there's a referee shortage. I have new lines now. There's a referee shortage all over America. You're welcome to get the whistle at any time. Shut up. These kids are in 12 years old, 13 years old. They're trying their hardest. I have kids that play. They're 11 and 13. My 11-year-old daughter, she might be some. My 13-year-old son's just out there. He's just out there. I, I'm so frustrated. He got, he's not a player? He got the skill. He's just not interested. Uh, like, well, my, my oldest boy was a dog. Like, I knew he was going to college to play this sport. Like, it was all about basketball. My 13-year-old, he's a gamer. Okay. So, he's spaced out. He, he all about that. I got that. So, it's okay. So, when we go to his games... I'm chilling. I got my beats by Dre on. Oh, well, Apple beats. Well, whoever make the beats now. Whoever. I got my beats on. I'm chilling. I'm just watching. Because it's not nothing I have to invest in emotionally because he's chilling. It's leisure nice. for him. Okay. Whereas my hmm. daughter, she plays competitively. She travels. It goes down. Same thing, though. I have okay. to do. I-, I take different steps. I have my beats, but I get away from the crowd, too. Because I don't want to get caught up in emotion. Cause I don't want to be the parent that I, as a ref, don't like. Mm. Cause we hear everything, especially at record. But sometimes yeah. is it warranted? Like, Yeah, Chad's like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, Shari, yeah.
0: I have been letting him travel a little bit too much. Yeah, or something. Yeah,
1: and if you have a good ref, he he's gonna. God, fuck, you're right. A good ref, a good ref is gonna correct that shit. Okay. A good ref is gonna correct it. Mm-hmm. But if he's a good ref and he's done eight games, like I did yesterday. By the A game, I don't want her shit. Excuse the <laughs> language, but I don't want her shit. <laughs> so your mom and your dad are doing you, little Johnny, a disservice.
0: Yeah.
1: And if I find out who your mom and dad is and they're harassing me, <gasps> I'm going to file you out. I don't cheat. But I will call a ticky tack foul on That's very son. biased. You can't do that. That's, that's called being petty. Yeah, that's not bias. That's being petty. It turns into bias. That's not a bias. That's petty. That's petty. God damn. That's pettiness. Oh, I hate that. Listen, <laughs> if you gonna talk shit to me, and I find out who your child is, no, because listen, this is one Don't thing use I use my
0: kid against me.
1: <laughs> listen, this a th- so we're fighting. Remember, fight words. remember, I was telling you if there has to be honor among these right, earlier. Right, That's decorum right oh, here. Yeah. If you are gonna harass me, a at least know what you're talking about. B, if you have ref games, then you know not to bother me. But See if I find out who your child is and you harassing me I'm going to give you a real reason to be mad like I'm not going to cheat but there's a thing called 50/50 calls you can call holding on every you, place you, you feel me right, so yeah. I'm going to get you I can, stuff. I can yeah. Get yeah. Your, so technically I can get so you le- can get and leave me alone oh, leave me alone I hate you. I know. And <laughs> I pri- Listen, I pride myself on this. I've never thrown a parent out of a gym as a ref because when I was learning this stuff, when they trained me, they said, "Oh, why would you? Why would you throw them
0: out when he can piss them off the entire time?" Because my, I have. That's po- what I would do. I'm not gonna kick you out. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna let you watch me call fouls on your son. There the you go, right there. Hand. There you go. I'll pay yeah. you. I'll pay I'll He's
1: gonna get two suspect, cheap, cheap ones. Yeah. Sus- if he breathed on somebody. Up oh, foul. <laughs> so leave me alone. This is to, to your readers. I keep saying readers because I'm a writer, but to your listeners, Literally. if you are a parent of a youth sports, reach out to me at gmail.com and I will enroll you in my class. It's a it's a seminar on how to behave at these contests. You're legit. I'm f- I'm okay. working on it. I, I need uh I need beta.
0: You need some beta males. We can find you some. I'm an alpha. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's good, but you you are one of my case studies. You just yeah. told on yourself, but yeah. so eight and nine that, that's eight and so nine. So
0: I almost and I would do this if he was older. And there was this was the last game of the season, yeah. so I didn't really care. Yeah. But normally, what I would have done was go up to him afterwards mm-hmm. and be like, mm-hmm. "Dude, I didn't mean mm-hmm. that. Like, I just got in emotions. Like, you you
1: I get, it. I apologize. I didn't mean to do it. Would that how that, that matters? That, that matters, matters right? all the time. Like, yeah. and the next it happens. It, it, I'm it like, happens all. The time. It happened to me yesterday. A guy was harassing me. All right. So they tell us not to have rabbit ears, but we hear everything. Oh yeah. And they tell us don't talk to the crowd, but I'm tired. <laughs> it's 8 games in. I'm tired. So I I took my mask off. Y'all don't know basketball. Shut up. Let the kids play. I'm here for the kids, man. That's my thing. Cuz I am. Mask? Huh? Yeah, I wear a mask, huh? yeah, mask. mask. I'm fucked I do. Oh, because we'll get out here. When, no, you got to listen to me, man. When, I'm not that ask. ball, that ball is a bastion for germs. And so you touching that ball, then you touch your whistle? And you touch your mouth, it's over. I got sick like that, right? It was right after uh, COVID.
0: Okay.
1: Right after COVID happened, right? Everybody opened back up because when COVID happened, I stopped reffing. My kids stopped playing. I stopped reffing for a whole year. The first time I went back, I didn't wear a mask and I got sick. Not, not COVID sick, but sick. I thought I had COVID though. Now, what happened if you had a mask on? By the way, it would have kept me from getting COVID. Maybe. I doubt it. Oh, so I'll tell you this. It helps me when I transfer my whistle to my mouth. Ma- I don't touch my whistle now because it stays inside my mask. And, that, and for me, though, it's mental now. Because, like I said, when I f- the first game I went back mm-hmm. after COVID, I got sick. Non-COVID sick, but I got sick. And it was right after I came back, I'm like, man. What, what you did was you were so
0: low on your immunity. I didn't. That's and, what you, and, and, regardless. And then you finally got those antibodies from regardless. all crazy, nasty fucking kids. Playing, exactly. Picking their nose Exactly. And, and they still do it. Hands. They're still doing it. But you're you're picking all of that up and you're getting a strong immunity and you're getting those antibodies from all that. So that's why you got sick. But now you're not getting sick. Take that mask off. I'm not taking it. free. Take so, it off. No. Take it off.
1: Okay. That's funny. <laughs> last week, last week, my first, I did like six games. The first game I did, the first two minutes without a mask. Yeah. I, I didn't feel right.
0: I I did that's not your feel that's right. your brain playing tricks on you. That's my okay. Brain. That's Jada Pinkett manipulating your ass. So okay. I sure it is, dude. <laughs> masks have manipulated you. The the government telling you you got to wear these little cloth masks where everything gets through is manipulated in you. There's you're placebos. N- there's nocebos. Let me tell there's you something. Your, your brain
1: is powerful. I'm telling you, since I've been wearing masks, I have not been sick since since I, in the last two years. That's not a coincidence. On the basketball court, I'm the only person in the whole gym that has on a mask. I'm okay with that. You know that the mask is supposed to protect other people and not you. It's keeping me. From it's not. You're just get that. You're just getting lucky. It's keeping me from putting them nasty germs in my mouth, sir. Uh, you know. That's it. That's all I got. There's a nasty mouths already. So
0: how are you blowing that whistle through the mask? You're yes. Putting it through the mask. Yes. Are my you? whistle
1: stays inside. I blow hard, baby. You don't think? Scoot. <laughs> Scoot. you don't you don't
0: think that those germs are going through that mask as you're like right here like how
1: what do you think that mask is made out of this isn't magic sir it's a piece here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing get
0: out of here no science
1: hand hand mouth and nose that's how germs can spread right so if i touch this ball that 1800 people didn't touch and i I, 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 i'll be i stay at the gym all day little dudes do not wash their hands when they come out of the bathroom they're nasty they're nasty little dudes being kids yeah, yeah, they're nasty they, and they touch that ball and they picking their nose. They touch that they do all this nasty stuff. So they must be sick
0: every day all day. These kids must be sure Toriano Toriano These kids must be sick all boy. day every day, right? Listen, man. right? One of them might be We uh, don't know they all should be every day. They should hear about there should be no no Toriano listen to me I'm listening. I'm talking science right I'm listening now. if that were true all those kids are not wearing masks. There should be a pandemic every fucking week after there's a basketball tournament because all these kids are getting so sick. You think you're the only person? That's no, not you. No,
1: no. I don't think I am the only
0: person, but You think the only person not getting sick. No, nobody's getting sick. They've that's got. they built up their immunity. They're, that's how it works. Nah, you're man. getting all these germs and all nah, this man. shit, and you're building it up. I you're am telling you. Me. I am telling you that science should be take that mask off every single time. No. Take it off. No, take it off. You, I promise you. You're, my you're mental. Fine. No. What about my mental though? Don't your that mental, matter? Your mental is going to suffer for a week, and then <laughs> after that, you be <laughs> back. Oh shit! Nothing happened. Nah. Let me give it another Fuck week. That. I am telling you. you're 48, you went your entire life without wearing a mask, not being sick, being just fine most of the time, and all of a sudden now all of a sudden because COVID happened, you think, oh my god, I'm gonna get sick all of the time, get out of here get
1: out of here, there's nothing you can tell me,
0: this is a mental thing in your head, maybe so, this is is propaganda, this is government (gasps) propaganda, it has nothing to do with the government sir, this is
1: a personal choice,
0: I'm not mandated to wear the mask
1: it's the propaganda from the government that told you the this is a good idea that no, you should wear this no, mask. No, no, no. You said data and science. I read the data. I read the science. There's no data and science that that make that say masks protect you from anything. It helps lower the transmission
0: of what fucking
1: kind of, diseases, bro. What kind of
0: mask are you wearing? It's clothed. That's a bullshit okay. mask. Then the only science then that in K five, don't even, if you're going to
1: talk K, shit on K5 that, N5? if
0: you're going to talk about how you're wearing mask and then talk shit on the only one that does any kind of help, you got to check yourself.
1: I have checked myself. So not, you know,
0: those cough masks do nothing. So what I've done the sign, I've done the sign. Tony, I'll give me a minute and okay. I'll let you talk. All right. I have been on this shit for the past two and a half years. I really fucking have. This is great. The only time, the only way a mask can make any kind of fucking difference if it's a properly fitted N95 mask okay. and if everybody is wearing it. Absolutely. These little fucking cloth masks where you have, right here? I, I heart right here, mm-hmm. You got these little spots on the mm-hmm. side of your mouth that can go through up here. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the doctors that, that put the mask on and take a vapor pen? Take a hit and then blow it through the mask, and it goes everywhere. Those masks aren't stopping a goddamn thing. Okay, you can use it. I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't care. Go ahead.
1: Absolutely, I don't. But it's not
0: doing anything.
1: It's keep me from getting sick. That's it. That's all that fucking matter. <laughs> that's it all right. these little bastards are, oh, did I say that on a, these little say mob- whatever you want these little bastards are nasty <laughs> you gotta go I, yeah it's 2 o'clock I, I gotta go
0: alright I, I would keep you here all day
1: man you already know how we do man I know you know how we do <laughs> we can go man and I was worried too I was like
0: damn it he's gonna I, I was like what am I gonna like I don't wanna have a repeat of no, the last conversation no shit's gotta be organic man and it is it
1: is I, that's what again I, I'm gonna repeat this yeah give me this a is what this is what makes being in your space a, a an honor because the conversations are organic we ain't fake to force anything man nope. dog to have that skill to I'm talking about from everybody man that you you talk to and you talk to people from a different uh, range of spectrums beliefs and all that that's true. to be able to make 90 80% of them people feel connected to you dog, that's a skill and a gift man so keep doing your thing man oh, I'm honored bro thanks, I can't man. I can't where the club at I'm ready baby yeah. let's get this thing go I can't wait to this thing er, man because yeah I think the people are going to feel it just like I felt all your other uh do interviews out, will oh, listen to you know dude, what I'm saying? you're too kind I man that's the truth man that's i truth. don't I'm, like compliments i'm out here We're out i'm here. out here when I, right. I told somebody i was covered to neanderthal neanderthal talks they was like yep that fits you <laughs> nice <laughs> no doubt nice i'm here man right. and i told him it ain't what you think but it is <laughs> yeah, it is i'm a hot fucking mess no doubt man but i'm also a real one that's it and we can have dialogue, even about the mass thing, man. None of that shit personal. You believe what you believe. I believe what I believe.
0: I just believe the science.
1: I believe, believe the the propaganda. Propaganda. I believe the data and the science. I believe the data and the science too. Charles, turn this off. I'm gonna fight this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not getting sick on no basketball game, bro. Then, then I can't ref. Then I gotta isolate, you're then gonna, I can't take hey, my kids.
0: You're gonna get sick for like two days at the most. I don't want that. You're not getting COVID, I don't want it, bro. You're just gonna get randomly sick a cold or a oh, flu or whatever. I, uh, yeah, I don't want that. That's shit it. Either. Yeah, nobody does, but you're gonna get it, and then right. you won't get it again. I don't want to get it from a basketball dog. Just get it, I, just get it and get it. If over I get it, you know, <laughs> <that's> if, <laughs> if, if I get it from the right side, I'm gonna get you out of here because I do want to. I wish I, I really wish I do want to talk to you about. Uh, the Kansas City Star and your journalism aspect yeah, and yeah. all that shit, but we can do that another time. Let's uh, um, we'll run it back, Toriano. You're a friend of the show,
1: man. Opinion writer for the KC Star's editorial board for your uh, readers. the Kansas
0: City Red Star because they're yeah. communists.
1: Yeah, they call us the KC Red Star. We're communists. <laughs> it fucks me up every time. <laughs> we're we're the Red Star, but we're liberals on the editorial board. It's it's the wildest shit. Oh, well,
0: you're Marxist, Marxist,
1: and we're Marxists liberal. too. Like it's the wildest shit, man. I'm just here, man. I'm just here. Chasing my dreams. I don't. I don't have an ideology, man. I don't. I don't. This is what I do believe in: Staying the fuck out of women's reproductive rights, letting people believe in what they want to believe in, and, and and making healthy choices. You know, uh-huh. I, whether it's government mandates or not, I just don't. I believe in individual freedoms. And so, people that say that they do, but they make laws that go against that, Amen. is bullshit. Amen. And, and man, you know, I'm not gonna get too down on this country because it's still the greatest country in the world. But America sucks right now. Man. Sure does. And I'm pissed off. Dog, to be honest, this was a great conversation I, and it was upbeat and positive, but I'm I'm pissed off right now. Roe v. Wade, man. the shit that's All of to get it, terms. man. All of it. From get, Roe v. Wade to the uh, you know, with these so-called politicians, these laws in Missouri that these people are passing. Your your AG that's suing school districts because they wanna protect their students. All of this shit, man. It's it's wrong. You know, it's wrong. And then you have gerrymandering and you have these uh voting districts that's being changed you have voting laws that's being changed like this is the shit i deal with at my job so like i was saying casey start editorial board let's get you back on we'll have these conversations absolutely because
0: i am interested i am interested in a lot of that that kind of talk and we can do it because yeah i want to know what's going on keep telling you i'm right down the
1: street man hey did you vote in the mayor election here in independence Oh, my
0: God. I didn't know what was going on.
1: Oh, my God. I didn't even know what was happening. Oh, my God. (laughs) We need to talk. But
0: (laughs) I didn't know what was happening.
1: Listen, we got April 2nd. Yeah. Nobody told me until April 3rd. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's all good. New
0: Talk Podcast New York. Uh, Toriano Porter. Find his book on Audible. Find, uh, follow him on everywhere. We got to get the fuck out of here. He's got to go rush some basketball games and kick people out. And yep.
1: <laughs> tell parents they ain't shit. <laughs> tell kids, uh, hey, I'm following you because your dad's talking shit. I call foul on you because your dad's mouthing off. Absolutely. That's it. Bye.